How do you like our uh, format today? You like it? No, you don't like it, huh? You know why there is not enough room? Because a lot of you said that you were going out of town. And I know that a lot of you have uh, stayed up late. You know, you can even see it on the floor if you want. It's a different kind of service today. And, of course, I want to greet uh, every one of us a blessed Christmas. You know, blessed just simply means happy. But a lot of people in the world today are not happy. Do you realize that the highest suicide rate, the most number of suicide happens during this time? You know why? Because even if the world celebrates Christmas, there are a lot of people who are despondent. There are a lot of people who believe and think and feel that they have no hope. So that's statistically proven that the seasons of Christmas, New Year's, it has one of the highest suicide rates. Uh, Bogey, you want me to go up? Better? I know you can hear me, but I also know you cannot see me. Better? Masyado nyo namang pinagdidiinan ng pagka 6-5 ko. Okay. Blessed Christmas, everyone. As I said, uh, the Christmas time is the highest suicide rate. Many people do not realize that the birth of Jesus Christ is really God reconciling himself to us. The Bible tells us, if you remember last week, Adam and Eve sinned and it cre created the separation between holy God and sinful man. But what did God do? He promised that he would send Messiah. Why? Because God is for us. And Romans 8 says that if God is for us, then who can be against us? Secondly, God with us, Emmanuel. When Jesus Christ was born, he was not born as an ordinary human being. He's the Son of God. But even if God is for us, and even if God is with us, it has nothing to do with our salvation until God is in us. Until you and I accept the free gift of eternal life that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the blessing of Christmas. God for us, God with us, God in us. 
This morning, I'm going to share a different kind of Christmas message. It will still be Christmas. But for our benefit, let's all read Matthew chapter 2. Just 12 verses. You don't need to stand. You're very comfortable sitting down. So why don't we all just read this? Verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the peoples, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, he asked them where Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let's pray. God Almighty, we just want to thank you for allowing us to come and worship you. Thank you, Lord God, for your word, which is the basis of why we come together. But we come together, Lord God, not only for us to study and know your word, but most importantly, Lord, so that we may apply these truths in our lives. As we glorify you, we praise you, we worship you this morning. Go before us, Lord God. Speak to all of our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You all know the story, right? We all know it. The Magi. We Filipinos, we even give them names. What are their names? Melchor, Gaspar, Balthazar. Is that in the Bible? No. <laughs> it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible, right? But we give them names. We don't even know if they are just three. Magi is the plural of magus. So, magi, plural. We don't know if three. We just say that they're three because they gave gifts of gold, one, two, frankincense, three, myrrh. Ah, therefore, tatlo. Not necessarily accurate. Alright? I have entitled our message this morning, The Cost. Can you read that with me? The Cost of Worship. Pastor! Wrong spelling. Pastor, 
That's not how you spell worship. Worship is W-O-R-S-H-I-P. Wrong spelling. May I submit to you? I did not get this wrong. You know why? This is what worship means. Worship, it is an Anglo-Saxon word. Wor Don't ask me to pronounce those first two, okay? <laughs> Honor. Worthy. Honorable. It's a compound word. Two words. Worthy or honor and ship. What is worship? Worship is to give worth, is to give honor to the object of your worship. Therefore, we are accurate to say worship because it gives worth, it gives value, it gives honor to the object of your adoration. If you really love somebody, you will give and you will give up whatever it is so that you can express this love for this person. Yes or no? By your coming here this morning, having spent a late night last night, some of you have maybe even rearranged your travel plans, you are expressing a worth to our time of worship to our Lord Jesus Christ this morning. You could have been somewhere else. We could have just said, okay, because it's December 25 and it happens to fall on a Sunday, we're not going to have a worship service. We could have done that, yes or no? But what worth, what value, what honor does that convey to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? We can say, well, sorry na lang. Sunday, Christmas, we have to be somewhere else. Anyway, you don't need us. You have angels since eternity past worshiping. So you don't need us. What's the title this morning? The Cost of Worship. The Cost of Worship. Matthew 12, Matthew 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Do you have the nativity scene in your house? Do you have it? What do you have? The Belen. What do you have it? You have the manger, yes? And then you have the shepherds, yes? And then you have Joseph and Mary, yes? You have the infant in the manger, yes? And you have the three kings, yes? Yes or no? Come on, be honest. Yes, that's how we were raised. That is the picture that we have in our mind. But look at verse 1. After, after Jesus was born, in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? So is that picture, is that Belen, is that nativity scene accurate? No. Why? The Magi came after the birth of Jesus Christ. 
He was not there at the birth. Get it? And later on, we will show where this encounter happened. Alright? Now, Magi. I highlighted it in yellow for your benefit. Magi. Who are these people? Magi. Originally, they were a cl class of priests among the Persians and the Medes who formed the king's privy council and cultivated astrology, medicine, and occult natural science. They are frequently referred to by ancient authors. Afterward, the term was applied to all Eastern philosophers. Magi, plural of magus. What was their role? What was their job? Sorcerers, practicers of magic arts, philosophers from the East during the times of the Medes and the Persians. Right? Is that there? Yes. These were like, in effect, they were like kingmakers. They were also part of the cordon sanitaire of the king during that time. All right? Now, what are these people, these people from the East, what are they doing trying to search for this one who was born king of the Jews? Number one, they are not Jews anyway. Right? They are Magi. They are from the East, from, the from Babylon in that area, that part of the world. Right? Now, why would these men, why would these men travel so far? What do you mean they travel so far? There. Magi from where? From the East came to Jerusalem. They traveled. The Cedros are here. Where do you live, Cedro family? Riverside. Far East. Yes? Some of you are here from Manila. Yes? Thousands of miles. Farther East. The Far East, far east Asia nga eh. Di ba? You tra they traveled. You traveled. What? To be here. They traveled in search of the one who was born king of the Jews. He was not going to be king. When he was born, he was already king of the Jews. They came from the east. They traveled. And they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. Wait. These are supposed to be pagans. They are from the east. From the Persians and the Medes. Why did they travel all the way? We don't know how far they traveled. We do not know how long it took. But they traveled in search of the one who was born king of the Jews. For what purpose? For what purpose? Worship. To give worth to this child who was born king of the Jews. Time out. Advertise. Why would these people from the East, how would they know about the prophecy of a child being born in Bethlehem? About a star, about this child who was born king of the Jews. How? Who might have told them? Who from the East 
might have been in the courts of the kings with enough boldness about his faith to share, there is going to come a Messiah. He is going to be born in Bethlehem. And he is one who is going to be born king of the Jews. How will they get this information? May I submit to you, there is a prophet from the Old Testament named Daniel. Daniel chapter 2 verse 48. Then the king, who is this king? King Nebuchadnezzar. The pagan king. The king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its what? Wise men. Who are the wise men? What is another name that we call the wise men? Magi. So does it make at least some kind of logic that the Magi who came in search of the one who was born king of the Jews have heard about this news from Daniel? The one whom God allowed to be placed in the court of King Nebuchadnezzar who because of God's presence in his life was placed as ruler over Babylon, the Medes, and the Persians. And he was also in charge of all the wise men, all the Magi. And what did it cost? What did it cost these Magi to search and come to find he who was born King of the Jews. I have only three points this morning, so we won't reach New Year. We will be done. First point is, worship will cost you time. It will cost you time. How many of us in this room have more than 24 hours in one day? None of us, right? We all have the same 24 hours in one day. Your coming here takes away from your 24 hours. Yes or no? Yes. So that is a cost to you. That is an expense to you. But you can also look at it as an investment. You mean to say I'm going to go to CCF on Christmas Day and spend one and a half hours? In a worship service, there's a, there's a church down the road. Big parking, good seats, nice air condition. Oh, and their service is only 25 minutes. Those of you, well, that loud laugh, that is Hill. Hill Andrada. Okay? Audience participation. Okay. Okay? Just, just so you know. What's point number one? Worship or worship will cost you time. Alright? Hill. When you and I were first in CCF in Manila, how long, listen up everybody, 
How long was our worship service? Ah, he's very old. He has already forgotten. Our worship service, Bonnet nga pala, was also one of the originals. Our worship service was more or less two and a half hours. We started at 9.30. We started at 9.30, which means the music team and everyone else was there way before that. 9.30 to 12. I was part of the worship team. We had, you worship people, you music people, you are very blessed. We had about 15 songs in one service. And you know what, brothers and sisters? By the time 12 o'clock came, I don't know about you, I felt we still want more. Even if it cost me two and a half hours, of my quote-unquote precious time, I wanted more. I valued the person with whom I was meeting. You see, many times we think that we come to worship, okay, what can God give to me? Worship is our proper response to who God is, what He has done, and what He continues to do. So we give Him worth we give Him value. We give Him honor by coming and worshiping Him. Worship is not about us. Worship is about Jesus Christ. And it will cost you time. You can be somewhere else. You can be in Hawaii. I know some of our brothers and sisters, they're in Hawaii. I call them. Oh, no, no, no. I send them a text. <laughs> you will not be in Sisepa. <laughs> there is a church called New Hope Church in Hawaii. He is, it's being pastored by Pastor Wayne Cordiero. I would advise that since you are in Hawaii, go and look for a church that you can worship. I'm not going to go. Why are you in Hawaii? You are not in Sisepa. You're not going to worship? That's not my role. I'm not your... You see, I don't have badges. I'm not police. I encourage you to give God the honor, the value, the worth. Because worship or worship will cost you time. Look, on coming to the house, verse 11... On coming to the house, where did the Magi encounter Jesus? In the major? Where? Oh, there's a service there at the back. I can hear them from here. Where, where did the Magi encounter Jesus Christ? In the major? In the house. Why was Jesus Christ born in the manger? There was no room. The census had already been taken. The people had already gone back. Now there is room. 
Now, the, from the manger, they were able to go into a house. Now, the Bible does not explicitly say what the time gap was. But the Magi had traveled from the east. And they had already knew, where is he who has been born? King of the Jews. On coming to the house. So they already traveled from the east. The Bible again is silent. How many miles? How long? It doesn't say. But I submit to you, to worship will cost you time. And from the time that Jesus was born in the manger until the time that the Magi encountered Jesus, Jesus had already been inside the house. He was no longer in the manger. That again is another time gap. Worship will cost you time. What is the second thing that worship will cost you? Worship will cost you treasure. I, I knew it. Pastor Insong will talk about money and tithing and giving this because he has this project, that project. No. You know that here in CCF, we do not preach so much on giving. Because if we just show you what the Bible says about your tithes and offerings, you will voluntarily give up your treasure. Nobody will have to tell you. Nobody will have a notebook. Hola. You did not submit the tithes of uh, Mike. No. Did, did any of you get any letter from CCF saying that you did not give your tithes? Yes or no? No. That's between you and God. Now, why will worship cost you treasure? On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. Isn't it that's what they came? That's what they told Herod. We came from the east to look for the one who has been born king of the Jews because we want to worship him. So now they have found the infant Jesus in the house. And when they encountered Jesus, what did they do? They bowed down. That is another word for worship. The Greek word for worship, proskoneo, means to bow down. To be prostrate. They bow down and what? They worship him. And in their worship, what did they do? They opened their treasures. They opened their treasures. See, worship will cost you something. Time. Next, treasure. What were the treasures? They presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold are gifts fit for a king. Where is he who has been born? What? King of the Jews. Second, what was the second treasure that they opened up? Frankincense. Frankincense 
is a very expensive spice. They burn it in the temple. That's why the book of Revelation describes the incense as the prayers of the saints to God. Incense being given to Jesus signifies that He is deity. That He is God. What was the prophecy? There is going to be born to you a child. He is a son. And you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When the Magi encountered Jesus, they gave him treasures of gold worthy of a king. They gave him frankincense worthy of God. How many gifts did they open up? Three. Gold? What's the next? Frankincense? What's the next? Myrrh. Now what is myrrh? Myrrh is another kind of spice. The difference is this kind of spice is used for burial. They did not have I was going to say again Loyola Memorial Park. No. They do not have forest lawn. They do not have mortuary services during that time. So if a person dies, they would cover the body with spices. And then they would wrap the body and then bury the body. The myrrh that they gave to Jesus at his birth signifies that this child who was born king of the Jews is going to die. And they were going to use this to embalm his body. That's why in the New Testament at the resurrection or right after the crucifixion when they got the body of Jesus down from the cross they put spices on him about 100 pounds worth and then they wrapped his body in cloth that's why it is another miracle so to speak that when they saw the burial clothes of Jesus when they, empty, when they entered the empty tomb, the cloth that they used to wrap Jesus around his body was set aside and it was folded. Now what happened to the 100, 100 pounds of spices that they used to embalm him? My friends, worshiping Jesus will cost you time. It will cost you your treasure. Some pastors have said this. The Christian, the real Christian, what am I? Pocketbook. The wallet. It's in the wallet. 
Why? Matthew 6, 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God gave us His one and only Son. Did it cost God the Father? Yes. To allow you and I to worship Him, He gave up His one and only Son. And sometimes we close our hearts to God. Worship is too long. Sometimes we close our hearts to God. Uh, CCF is a big church. They don't need my tithes. They don't need my offerings. Does God need any of our money? No. But what does he tell us? God loves a cheerful giver. So when we give, we give from the heart. Whatever it is, that is your offering to God. And if you really want to please God, offer a heart of brokenness. Offer your heart that, Lord, I cannot do anything anymore about this. So I just bring this situation up to you. Why am I saying that? Because what? A broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Worshiping God will cost us time. Worshiping God will cost us treasure. And worshiping God will cost you, will cost us threats. Huh? Yes. Think about it in your own life. When you, so to speak, came out of the closet and told your family, your relatives, I'm attending Bible study. Where? CCF. What's that? It's a Christian church. Ah, 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 ah. Why are you going to the church? You better stop. That is not the traditional religion that we grew up in. You better stop. If you continue with that, you will be disinherited. You will no longer be part of this family. You might think that that does not happen. You try. You Google. You research on the internet. If a Muslim turns his back on his faith and becomes a Christian, they have a right to put him to death. And several have been put to death. This ISIS-ISIS thing, 
That's been happening since the past. It's just now that it is in the front page of the news. I have shared with before. My father who was in Bacolod during that time, he calls me long distance. In song, when are we going to schedule the baptism of Timmy? Because I want to be his godfather. My father wants to be the godfather of my son Timmy. Dad, can we just talk about it when you come back from Manila? Why? What is the problem? Dad, you know, uh, let me explain. No! If you don't want, never mind. Oh. When I put down the phone, I told my wife, Lynette, we must prepare. We must prepare to leave the house. He said, why? So I explained to her and I said, Dad is upset. So I am prepared to leave the house. Why? Because Galatians chapter 1 tells me and it tells all of you, if I am a pleaser of men, I am not a pleaser of God. So by God's grace, I decided to take a stand. And by God's grace, we were not driven out of the house. <laughs> and because of God's surpassing grace, some years later, he calls me into his bedroom at 6 in the morning of Saturday. You know, my precious time to relax from, you know, the Monday through Friday work. Uh, in song. I think the, the house is getting too crowded. Can you look for a property just near? And I want you to buy a place. I will buy it. I will pay for it. But I want you and your family to live in it. Dad, I have two other sisters living here. Uh, don't mind that. I got it covered. You just do what I ask you to do. The grace of God. Worshiping God will cost you even threats. But pastor, your father did not threaten you. Yes, he got mad, he got upset, but he didn't threaten you. Did he? No. But the Magi, were they threatened? Matthew 2. Herod, speaking about Herod, he asked, Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star when he rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Why would he be disturbed? Herod has a political arrangement with Rome. Herod was Rome's puppet. He was in charge of the Jews. Now here you are, these magi, these wise men who have traveled from the east in search of the one, what? Born king of the Jews. 
Is that news not a threat to the hold of power of King Herod? Yes. The birth of Jesus was a threat to King Herod. So, what did he say? Then Herod called the Magi secretly. Why do you have to call them secretly? If you are not hiding something or not trying to hide something. The Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the, time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I too may go and worship him. Yan. Scenario. Verse 16. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem in its vicinity who were two years old and under. You see that the possible time gap from the time that the star was was seen in the east until the time the magi came to Jesus in the house Herod to make sure what was his time frame all what all boys why just the boys why not the girls? Where is he, male, who was born king of the Jews? So to make sure, Herod ordered what? All the boys, two years and below, to be killed. Do you remember what date we celebrate that? 28. December 28. What do we call December 28? In the Filipino culture, Niños Inocentes. And then we play tricks on each other, right? Can I borrow 20 bucks? Sure. Oh, Niños Inocentes, I don't get to pay you back. All the boys, two years and below, were put to death. Because Herod was threatened by this boy who was born king of the Jews. To make sure he ordered all the boys two years and below to be put to death. The birth of Jesus was a threat to King Herod. But the Magi, they came to worship him. They offered and gave up to Jesus. Precious gifts, treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Were they threatened? What was the deal? When Herod meet, met with them secretly, he said, Go, and when you find the child, report back to me, so that I too may worship him. Was that the honest truth? No. He had a very devious plan. 
So what happened to the Magi? And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Were the Magi also under threat? Yes. So much so that an angel appeared to them and warned them, don't go back to Herod. Instead of going back to Herod, go back to your own town, go back to your own land by another route. Because Herod, if he can kill innocent boys two years and below, could he not order these magi to likewise be killed and silence the news about this one who was born king of the Jews? Yes. Worship will cost you time, it will cost you treasure, and it will cost you threats. What you give to Jesus is the value that you assign to him. And if you place your faith in Jesus, worshiping him will cost you time. Worshiping him will cost you treasure. Worshiping him will may cost you even the threat of your own life. But as I close, this is the promise of God to all of us. The scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Do you, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn? Does Jesus have room in your heart? If God has reconciled himself to us sinful people, do we have brothers and sisters with whom we need to reconcile? Many of you know I went to the Philippines quite recently. And I posted that on my Facebook. Sorry, not all of you are my friends because I'm the type who answers always. So I don't accept your friend request. Can you please forgive me for that? But I posted something that my eldest brother sent to me one, two days ago. You know, 26 na dun Right? He said, in a nutshell, I want to thank you for the time you spent with me of our little talk. Now I'm more secure that I have someone greater whom I can rely on even if I am alone. It will cost, to worship God will cost you time. It will cost you treasure. It will cost you threats. But I cling to this promise. Whoever believes in him 
will not be disappointed. Do you have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Just like a gift, you and I have the option to accept it or to reject it. It's really up to you. If you're there thinking, how can I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? The way to go about it is to talk to Him. How do you talk to Him? We call it prayer. What should I tell Him? Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you are king and I am not. You are holy and I am a sinner. I am separated from you because of my sin. But because of what you have done on the cross, I am reconciled to you. I open the door of my heart and I invite you to come into my life as my savior and the master of my life. Change me to become the kind of Christian that you want me to be. Is that the desire of your heart this morning? Perhaps you're here this morning and you already placed your faith in Jesus Christ. But, you know, you're losing your way, you're here and there. It's all right. God wants to direct you. But you have to ask Him again to take control of the, the wheel the steering wheel of your life. So in deference and in honor to everyone here, if I may, I'd like to invite all of us to close our eyes and bow our heads. Some of this might be a very personal time for some of us. God Almighty, as we come before you this morning, will you speak to all of us? If there's anyone here, Lord God, who wishes to come to faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, will you speak to that person, O God? If you want to place your faith in Jesus Christ right now, then you might want to say this prayer, repeat it with me, Lord Jesus. I admit that I am a sinner separated from you. I humbly ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins. I humbly accept your free gift of eternal life. And I ask you to change me from the inside out. To make me the kind of Christian that you want me to be. Friend, if you are here this morning and you sincerely ask Jesus to come into your life. The Apostle Paul reminds us in the verse that I share with you in Romans. That if you have believed in him. You will never be disappointed. Perhaps you are here this morning and there you already have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And God is telling you that there's something that needs to be fixed in your relationships. Between you and the Lord, will you just commit, Lord God, whatever it takes, whatever it will cost me, Lord God, whatever time, treasure, or even threat it will cost me, will you please help me to make it right? God Almighty, we just want to thank you for loving us unconditionally, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ. That whomsoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. And we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And again, we want to wish Jesus a Merry Christmas. God bless us all. Amen. Why don't we all stand and let us celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus for this last song.
of heaven come, King of heaven rise up, who can stand against us, you are strong to save, in your mighty name, King of heaven come, sing King of heaven, King of heaven Have a blessed Sunday and Christmas, everyone.